Hello there, my name's Thomas, welcome to this latest episode of British Culture, Albion Never Dies. Over the last few weeks I've been talking about the challenges of coming back to the UK after so many years abroad, one of which is simply finding a place. Uh, finding a place at a time when there is a significant housing shortage in the UK, especially for small, affordable places. Uh, and I'm just looking for a little flat close to where I live, and for a long time there was just nothing in that little village, and uh, then last week lots came along at once. I viewed five different homes um, and put in for a few different uh, you know, flats going. Every time a flat goes up, lots of people apply, so I wasn't too surprised when I was rejected uh, for one. Uh, I wasn't too surprised that I've heard nothing about another. The agents are just run ragged at the moment. And I was surprised and delighted uh, when I got a phone call today to say that I've been accepted for one, and one that I like very, very much. Of course, there's still many, many checks, and it's challenging because I've not spent much time in the UK, so finding all the right bits of evidence that they want um, is tricky uh, because I don't have all that history. But I'm going through the checks, fingers crossed it can all go smoothly. Um, and then, well, in about six weeks' time, <laughs> I'll be able to move in to a place of my own. Right now I'm staying with a friend in a little village, just stepped out for a little walk, and uh, beautiful countryside here, that's one thing I've very much appreciated coming back to the UK. I work in another little village that's just down, uh, I suppose just down the road, it only takes, you know, 20-30 minutes by, uh, by Uber, uh, I don't have a car. But by public transport it can take a long time, but of course because I've been going in and out of that village all the time this week, I've had to travel on the buses, and that can take, well, an hour and a half, a couple of hours, even longer. There have been huge power cuts in the village, um, and the fault it was just a corroded wire, but the road had to be dug up, you know, new traffic lights put in, uh, temporary ones, and... Uh, a lot of the, the busy intersection was changed into just a one-way system, so there was traffic chaos. <laughs> and uh, it's all been cleaned up remarkably quickly, all the faults seems to have been repaired. Um, but yeah, it's been a lot, of, a lot of trouble with transport. So I've had some entertaining times, um, starting I think from when I, uh, from when I went to Bradford Interchange. Ooh. Wow, cyclists zooming past. <laughs> Bradford Interchange, uh, just standing in line, waiting for a bus. And a gentleman, shorter than myself, older than myself, came along and just said, I'm going to stand next to you because you're white and you're the only person. Bradford is uh, Asian majority, that is, East Asian majority in the city centre. Mostly uh, people there are of uh, Pakistani origin, moved here in the 60s and 70s. There's a big disaster, I think a flood in Pakistan, and there's a shortage of manpower in the mills. And so uh, a huge number of uh, Pakistanis moved over, and so there are particular districts that are very, very Asian indeed. And the gentleman had very strong views about this, <laughs> as you might tell from his opening line. I wasn't quite sure how old he was. He looked how some people look at 50, and some people look at 60. Turned out he was 85, and uh, when telling me this, as, as you know, he was happy to share. He asked me to feel his bicep, which um, was a bit hesitant to do, but I felt as the man had sinews of steel, and he explained that he had been Britain's 
champion boxer um, way back I think in the 50s he uh, had led a lively life uh, having been with the army with the Duke of Wellington Regiment um, Cyprus, Malta <laughs> fought for Britain a number of ways um, but especially enjoyed boxing and uh, then explains how he, uh, he came back and enjoyed a lively life in the UK going in and out of prison a few times for Minor offences, minor offences. Did come across the the infamous Cray twins in prison and apparently shocked them with his uh, strong views on the world. <laughs> anyway, ended up sitting next to this fella, enjoying his life story as uh, we went up to his district. Of course, when you know when he was born, brought up, you know, raised there, um, it was all white. You know, that's that's the way the country was back then, and he's gradually seen it change uh, over the course of his lifetime so that now well I think he's the last white man left in that neighborhood um, he sees no reason why he should move out <laughs> and like I say he had very strong very loud very vocal views apparently he's very well known in the area <laughs> I believe it but it was uh, interesting to hear his life story as I say and uh, I said that was probably the the first interesting and entertaining thing that happened to me on the buses in Bradford. Ah. My second bus adventure came when I went from Bradford to Leeds to watch the new Elvis movie. A friend had bought uh, me a ticket, so very happy to go. There's a bit of a challenge, which is that normally I take the train in and the trains are on strike. Um, but there's buses that go as well, but one company was on strike, so there's just one bus left. <laughs> so able to get in pretty well, watch the movie. I enjoyed it, I think I enjoyed it more than my friend who's an Elvis fan, but he'd seen other biopics. Apparently there's one in 1978 with Kurt Russell that's really, really good. Um, but I haven't seen it, I didn't know about that. Um, he was questioning why they cherry-picked this bit of his life and not that bit of his life, but again, I don't know his life. So, for me, another Baz Luhrmann spectacular, the man who did Moulin Rouge and uh, Australia. Oh, Romeo plus Juliet. I thought that was his best. Um, but yeah, it was another big screen spectacular from, from the man. But taking the bus back, <laughs> there was very, very limited transport options. Um, so, the bus was packed. It was packed, not quite like a bus in China, but it, it was packed in uh, beyond what health and safety normally allow in the UK. The bus driver was just letting people on at the station, saying, look, he knows that other transport options are closed down, so he was just letting as many as possible get on. Then he was driving, driving past one bus stop, past another bus stop, you know, lots of people there waiting angry fists being shaken as the bus goes past them, and then they slowly realise, oh wait, it really is full. Then we start to get out of Leeds, he drives past, you know, a bus stop with one person, drives past a bus stop with maybe two people, and then he sees one with two fellas, stops and picks them up. Now the bus driver is Asian, that is, he is Pakistani. The two men he's picked up are Pakistani, they're laughing and joking away, and a woman at the back kicks off, pushes her way to the front, and starts yelling, hang on! You've passed a whole bunch of white people as you've been driving along. You've passed, you know, just a single man waiting at a bus stop. 
and you've let on two of your own and the bus driver's oh no 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 it's not there's, there's no such thing as my own and she's like there is because you've picked those two up and she was really having a go at him and he's like I won't pick up any more and there was a big commotion because people felt he had picked up too many um, it was packed as I say beyond what health and safety would allow if there was an accident he would have paid a price if the police had seen it he would have probably paid a price um, so he had taken a risk picking up those two but he carried on driving carried on driving and then said to the people at the front I'm going to get right off as soon as we're at the station and as soon as we got to Bradford, he did fling open his uh, little little door and just ran out of the st- ran out of the bus into some hidden corner of the station as fast as he could. And uh, there was a Nigerian lady sitting next to me who was like, "He's scared of the lady." <laughs> anyway, happened to be that she and I were going the same way, so we both sat down on the bus. And who did we see come on? But the same bus driver who had clearly been hiding for a good 10-15 minutes in some corner of the bus station because it's a, a direct route across but he didn't take it uh, so he didn't want to be hunted down by this lady taking him to task <laughs> again no crazy bus stories for all this time three at once um, first one the gentleman, second one the driver. This third one is also the driver of another bus that I took um, getting into Bradford Cathedral on Sunday. Um, seemed uneventful except the bus stopped, engine turned off, driver got out. I was slightly puzzled what he's doing. Normally that only happens in an emergency. The bus driver's only supposed to get out. I mean if he's desperate for the bathroom he can use a public toilet or, or a pub because that's a public house. That's what they were designed for. Um, but he just went out like a very well-known Asian market. Again, a lot of Asians uh, driving buses in the UK. I mean, it is a bit of a stereotype. There used to be a sitcom called On the Buses. Um, but no, he went out. I was just buying toilet paper. Just bought loads and loads of toilet paper from a, a well-known market. Um, got back in, carried on driving. I was sitting on the upper deck of the bus, and I was wondering if he was... Uh, did he, did he need it to clean up an emergency? But no, I got down, there was nothing. He had all the packs there, <laughs> sealed away, and everyone was talking about it. Uh, as I got off, it's, you know, ordinarily, he'd be sacked for doing that. But as I say, it's, it strikes, um, shortages, all sorts of craziness going on. So there we go. <laughs> you, can, you can stop and do your shopping if you're a bus driver, never mind the people on board. <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't in a hurry and taking an earlier bus. Uh, there we go. There we go. So those are my three crazy, crazy bus stories from this week. Um, lots of odd happenings in Bradford. But also some joyful ones. Um, so I went to the cathedral. Lovely service. I was walking out. And then what's kind of like a hidden door opened. And there was the, the director of music and the assistant director of music beaming. Um, I'd been trying to set up some kind of uh, audition, test, chat with them um, to join the choir there because I've joined choirs in other places, including uh, as part of the Bradford University Choir uh, that got invited to perform opera um, in Germany. So many, many years ago as a university student, um, yeah, I was, I was flown to Ham, put up in uh, just student accommodation and got to sing Carmina Burana um, in Ham, which was a fantastic experience. I'd been a choir boy as a, you know, as a boy and I've sung in church choir since so pretty keen to get back into singing do enjoy it um, don't you enjoy being a soloist or anything I just like being part of the choir and uh, they asked me well it's been really difficult to arrange anything because Bradford Cathedral has had so 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 many events this summer it's been 
it's been amazing um been amazing to watch and join and listen um but they they just said do you want to join in the one this afternoon <laughs> so okay i went along to the the practice and then joined the service it's not a performance i joined the service which was their even song or Reddit's afternoon song it's a very uh wonderful musical occasion which you can see it on youtube uh, on the bradford cathedral uh youtube channel they always have uh, the latest service up for i think two weeks um it was a very joyful noise and it was a very special one because they were celebrating 30 years of the girls choir um again 30 years of, a, of the girls cathedral choir which is a momentous occasion um in fact the mayor was there again, and the and the lady mayor. <laughs> so they've been uh, fairly frequent visitors to the cathedral lately. Um, as I say, so many kind of state and city occasions, um, but it's been a joy to take part in. And uh, they even, for the celebration of the thirty years, they even had one of those uncanny cakes. Uh, it was a cake, the slab cake looked fairly regular, but they had a, a cake that looked like a hymn book. Uh, on top, and it really did look like him, but it was really, really cool. Um, anyway, fantastic occasion, lovely to join. I'll be putting pictures on my Instagram, and uh, and as I say, if you want to check it out, check out Bradford Cathedral's uh, social channels there, their YouTube page, their Instagram page, wherever, you know, Facebook page, wherever you get your social media, they are there. So, a very lively week, craziness on the buses. A wonderful time with the choir, and best thing of all, I've been accepted provisionally for this flat. Uh, still, lots and lots of checks to go through, and uh, some trickiness because I've I've lived abroad, and so you know certain documentations like previous landlord. Well, be pretty tricky to contact my previous landlord in Shenzhen, China. <laughs> but but there's alternative ways, and I'm working through them. Um, but very very pleased. I won't be settled in, even if all goes well, I won't be settled in until August. So there'll be a few more of these kind of on-the-move diary entry style episodes. I'll be keeping them up. Um, and I say just really making a record for myself, if anyone else, of what it was like moving back to the UK. Because it's, uh, it's been tumultuous. It's been emotional, as Vinnie Jones said. And, uh, but it's good, step by step going forwards so so to try and fill my week with interesting exciting things so I can report it in the next episode but there are as I say there's interviews coming up there's deep dives coming up but once I'm settled and I'm after what 15 months it'll be when I move in 15 months of moving around and staying in other people's homes and you know so on so on so on I'll finally be back in a place of my own I can set up for what's really important podcasting <laughs> but no more importantly my wife will be here I'm really really looking forward to that thank you very much for listening just a quick episode as I'm on my walk I hope you enjoyed it again thank you very very much